everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in, Bob Lachance, real estate entrepreneur, entrepreneur all over the place, got it dialed in with using virtual assistants to help grow his real estate portfolio. And for all of our Canadian fans, ex NHLer. So he's going to be he's going to be a popular guy with our group, that's for sure. So Bob, welcome. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. My pleasure. So, Bob, how do you go from playing in the NHL to being a real estate entrepreneur? Well, Dave, I actually played in the AHL, the American Hockey League. My ah. brother played in the NHL for, uh, let me see, 13 years. I actually got drafted, played one exhibition game. I actually played in the AHL All-Star team in New Brunswick, actually, around your area. My neck of the woods. Your neck of the woods, yep. <laughs> So anyway, how I got into it, it's a two-second rundown. Uh, I played eight, eight years professional, four years here in the U.S., four years in Europe. I also went to Boston University for four years, but I actually left two classes short of getting my degree. So once I left, I signed a professional contract. Fast forward eight years, it was either jump into an industry where you don't need a degree or go back to school and uh, get my degree. So I decided, hey, you know, real estate investing, all the books I read, there's the, you know, incredible success in that industry. So decided to jump in that industry. Excellent. So what did you do first when you, when you started with real estate? Was it creative stuff, flipping stuff? What, what's your... So my, my first deal was actually I uh, bought a course all about real estate, but all about nothing in particular. So I farmed around areas, farmed around neighborhoods, drove around different neighborhoods. And I saw a property that had a, you know, kind of beat up property. I had a sign in front of it, you know, knocked on the door, Called the agent, made an offer. They accepted the offer. I knew nothing about like, just. Oh crap! Simple, no way. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm like, oh crap. I used uh, some different language, like I was back in a locker room, but I know we don't want to use that language here. So I decided, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I was going to rehab. So rehab that property. Did pretty well. Um, I got lucky. I, you know, to be 100% honest with you, I got very lucky because they didn't have a crew. I didn't have financing set up, but I worked very, very hard to find a rehab crew and to find that actual money to purchase rehab. I ended up making $32,000, nice. uh, which is very, very, very good. But I also, when I was done, I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what? I have zero systems. So I joined my local real estate investment association. Again, this is back in 2004. It's not like it is today where we have all these fantastic podcasts to learn all about real estate. So jumped in the short sale world and I did pre-foreclosure short sale properties for whew, a long time. So, and then, you know, did buy and holds, more rehabs, started a couple real estate education programs. Then I started my virtual assistant company, all the while real estate investing. So I've done a, a number of things throughout the years. Wow. Very, very cool. All right. So systems, that's what we want to talk about here. We want to talk about how to use VAs or virtual assistants in your real estate investing business. I am a big proponent of this. I've been using virtual assistants for at least 10 years now, if not longer. It's, you know, especially these days, definitely a cornerstone of my business for many, many different things. How did you come across VAs? How did you start uh, utilizing virtual assistant services? And what does that look like now in your business, Bob? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. I started back in to be 100% transparent, which you'll notice that I'm very, very transparent on, on this call. I had no idea what a virtual assistant was 2012. And mm -hmm. then in 2013, I got introduced what a virtual assistant was. 
And it was actually, I looked at it and I'm like, you know what? That is a, that is an industry that is untouched in the real estate uh, investing world. A lot of real estate agents use virtual assistants, but in the investor world at that time, no one really knew what a, what a, um, what a virtual assistant was. And the coaching program I was running, that was a huge need with not only myself and my own real estate business, but for all of our students. So a light bulb went on in 2013. I said, you know what? There's a business model there. So what I did is I took a step back. I created a whole training program that real estate investors obviously need for to implement their business. Many of us real estate investors are extremely busy, whether we're working full-time in our business, whether we're working part-time in our business in another business, or working full-time in another business and trying to, to launch a real estate investment company, there's a component which is a lack of time. Very cool. So how did you start using VAs? What, and under what circumstances do you find VAs to be most helpful as an active real estate investor? Absolutely. When I first started, I, they actually started building my buyers list, scraping all the leads off of Craigslist, Facebook, Google, and, and starting to build my buyers list that way. They did the same thing with our contractors because as we all know, contractors come and go on a daily basis. So they started building our contractor uh, list, hard money list, et cetera. And then when I, after that was built, I had them focus on lead generation, which is cold calling. At that time, there wasn't any text messaging involved, but mm-hmm. mostly it was phone work, cold calling. They were also doing uh, social media management. We all know in our businesses, if we're doing $10 an hour tasks, that typically means we have $10 an hour bank account. So I started really peeling back the layers of my business and saw where all of my time was spent. And I, you know, that's when I started out offloading that, those type of tasks. Very cool. So Riva Global is, is your business. It's all about helping real estate investors start using virtual assistants. It's basically a, a virtual assistant agency, for lack of a better term. Would that be a, so what, what do you typically start with? Let's say somebody who's a wholesaler wants to, wants to start using a V8. How would that look? What kind of stuff are, are they going to be focusing on when you, when you bring them on board? Absolutely. You know, I look at wholesaling and, and you look at wholesaling in a very, very easy light. You have typically three legs of wholesaling. You have, you know, you have to start with a buyer's list. You need to build that buyer's list because without a buyer's list, you know, you can't be selling your property. Second one is marketing for motivated sellers. So building buyer's list, marketing for motivated sellers. And the last one is negotiating or locking on uh, locking properties under contract, right? So I first start, like I said before, a little bit before we're building a buyer's list. You need that buyer's list. Second is lead generation. So what are you going to do to generate leads? Are you going to, you know, brand yourself on social media, doing posts every day? Are you going to buy a, buy records or lists, get them skip traced, have your VA skip trace them, get the phone number and then pick up the phone and call them? And are, or are you going to text message? Or are you going to use direct mail? All of those things drive in the lead into your business. So you need marketing. You need, you know, what I'm finding in my own business, this is what I do. I do text messaging. I do cold calling and I do direct mail and okay. I do a little bit of PPC. So that's what I do in my own real estate business. The is is your own business flipping or wholesaling primarily or both? So I wholesale, flip and buy and hold. Okay, cool. All right. Yep. So, so we're, we're, yep. pretty much yes. same way for all of them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you know, it's kind of interesting how that everyone will start somewhere, right? You'll start either wholesaling or rehabbing. But, you know, when you all look at all of our businesses, it has to start with lead generation because you need leads in your business. So 
the question I would say is focus on that branding and marketing and also the lead generation so you could drive in business into your into your business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Dumb question here for you, Bob. So for example, when you're trying to build up that list of of buyers, where are you building that up from or where are the VAs finding these potential people? Yep, we set them up on systems. They have we have some training on you know, joining Facebook groups. So in different Facebook groups, there's a lot of investors and investor groups out there. So before we only used to use Craigslist, right? Or Kijiji, I think it is, right? Yeah, so yeah. there are all those little kind of sites that you used to use. Now, obviously, Facebook is huge and you have investors coming out of the woodwork that join these particular groups. You have Facebook, you also have LinkedIn. Again, like, like Craigslist, Kijiji, Google. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. Right, right. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. So let's say you get a new real estate investor comes on board, flipper, wholesaler, final, whatever whatever they're into. Are they typically being working with one VA who kind of does a little bit of everything? Or do you have a variety of VAs who are specialized? One's really good at finding these buyer, creating these buyers lists. Another one's really good at the marketing side of things. Or, or how does that, how do you typically set that up? So the, the easiest way I could explain that is, you know, when you're working with a virtual assistant, it's the same thing as having someone else in your office. So for instance, every person is different, right? Mm-hmm. You'll, you have your uh, skill set. I have my skill set. You have your bookkeeper have their skill set. I always say if, if you hire a bookkeeper to make cold calls, it's going to fail miserably. So make sure you know the makeup of that individual that you hire to bring on your team, whether it's a virtual assistant in the Philippines, whether it's someone in your own hometown that's going to be doing work for you, just know the makeup of that individual. But to answer your question, do some of my own personal virtual assistants do multiple tasks? They do. Skip tracing, uh, pull down a list, they'll skip tracing, they get the phone numbers, and then they'll pick up the phone. So that the answer is yes. All right. Very cool. Very interesting. Now, Bob, you've been doing this for a while. You've got this going with, with a number of clients across all sorts of different real estate investing strategies. Is there any any kind of strategy that you found that VAs don't work very well with? I think it's a very good answer or a very good question. I would have to say in any business, and this is a misconception around when, when you hear companies market, mm-hmm. a virtual assistant should not be your main closer. You should be, you own your business, you should close that deal. Yeah. They are fantastic at setting appointments calling, calling, calling. You know, if they get a connect, they don't get a connect. They're the ones that are doing that hard work for you. The, the work that, that beats you up. When I first started this, I door knock for a year straight, but every single day I would door knock, I would come home, I would get that address, I would skip trace and call for about three hours a day. Now that beats you up over time. Yeah. Right? I did that for, for one year straight before I even knew what virtual assistants were. So I would use those tasks because it's our job to close up those and lock up those deals. So please do yourself a favor, use a virtual assistant to drive in business for you, but it's our jobs, your job, my job, 
to lock up those deals and turn those into money. Yeah, yeah. So they're 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 great for doing that kind of stuff. They're not great for doing the actual sales type presentation. Yep. It's our company, right? It's our yeah. it's your company. It's my company. It's our job to because think about this: wholesalers different than a rehabber is different than a, a real estate agent is different than a buy and hold individual, and everyone has different kind of uh, ways and algorithm algorithms on, on what they need to buy and and at what margins and costs, etc. One of the big mistakes I remember making, and I still make from time to time, Bob, with VAs, is, is tracking and measuring and just clear expectations, clear instructions. Like, I know what the hell is going on in my head, trying to get that out of my thick skull into the, the VA doesn't always work according to plan. Any tips, any strategies around clear communications and, and really getting those processes set up and systematized? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we actually help with that. Our company helps with that. We have a client service manager overseeing the VA and client relationships. So they help create a success map right up front. So on your onboarding, we'll sit with you and go over exactly what your expectations are each and every week. So you'll get a start of day report and an end of day report. So on the, you know, at the beginning of every day, you know exactly what your virtual assistant is going to do and the expectations. So if they're going to be cold calling for you and you expect them to make 400 dials, let's just say, at the beginning of the day, they'll give you a start of day report saying, I'm going to, you know, th these are the tasks I'm going to do plus 400 dials. At the end of the day, they're going to give you a screenshot of whatever dialer you have and a report of how many phone calls they made, how many connects and how many appointments set as an example. Very, very cool. So what would be some examples of some of the, um, uh... KPIs that, that, that people have, KPIs being, if I'm not mistaken, key performance indicators. What are some of the ones that are, are most common that your clients are looking for with their VAs? For sure. And I think this for any business, it's, it's really important to, you know, figure out the success of each individual. So let's, we'll use, since we're call, talking about cold calling right now, it's very easy, right? The total number of calls made, the total connects. So you'll get a connect percentage of the total calls made. And then we call them an ITS rate, a percentage of interested to sales. So how many of those how many of those individuals that you connected with are interested to sell? So you realize that the connects rate. So out of a total number, an average, I'm looking all over, probably we have a big cold calling team. So our average is around 20% connect rate with about a 2% interest to sell rate. So interest to sell means somebody raises their hand and says, yes, you know, I would love to entertain an offer. They, yeah, send me over to Dave and, um, you know, have him give me a call. Very cool. So just to give people kind of an idea of the scope of what this can look like for your own business, what does that maybe look like on a daily or weekly basis for the cold calling part of things? Like how many, how many calls are, are getting made to create X number of, of appointments that, that end up turning into Y number of deals. Yeah. So you have a, if you have a part time, it, it all depends too. And this is kind of a, a, a interesting question because some people have a, you know, three line dialer, right? If you have, you have a thousand leads, let's just say you upload and upload into a, a triple line dialer and you're dialing three times at one time, right? You're going to burn through more data rather than when you have, let's say, I know many clients like to use Skype or, you know, a single line dialer where they're actually dialing themselves and calling, dialing themselves and calling. So you're going to get a different ratio on each one of those. Yeah. But just off of kind of, um, you know, off of 
knowing what data is, you're looking at between 250 calls to 400 calls per day. That's what you're looking for. All right. So let's say it was 400 and 20% of those are going to get connected. So there might be actually 80 conversations. Is that correct? Yep. Correct. And out of those 80 conversations, there's about, on average, you're saying 2% might actually be interested in, in having a meeting. So you might, out of those 400 calls, that might actually turn into one or two people for you as the boss to follow up with. Is that correct? That is exactly right. And it's important to realize that cold calling has been going on forever. It's one of the things that, you know, I started 17 years ago, cold calling, and it is something that is extremely effective over time. It's one of those things, you know, you've been in this business for a while. It's consistency that makes any person successful. If you do it once and you quit, you're never going to be successful. I don't care what marketing campaign it is. So for us, we cold call Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday. We give yeah. our team the weekend off, but you have one, that is one task. I know we're just talking about cold calling. Yeah. That's one task that'll drive in the lead. But the other most important task too of locking up deals is having a follow-up specialist because 70% of all your deals that close will be from follow-up. It will not be a, a first call close. I promise you. Slam dunk right off the gate. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Trust me, I wish I wish that happened like that all the time. No, but here's here's what I'm trying to drive home to people is think about this. How much of your time would it take to make four hundred <laughs> cold calls, right? Plus all the crap you have to put up with and all the guff you have to put up with to go through that versus getting somebody else to do it. That's their job. They're gonna do it day in, day out. They're they're trained for it. That's all they do. Uh, if you're trying to find somebody locally to do that, it's it's going to cost you an arm and leg. Hiring yeah. somebody from, I, I guess you work primarily with Filipino VAs, is that correct? That is correct. And I I mean, just, just to your case in point, I've tried a lot of local individuals and they quit very, very quickly. They quit right. It's just, it's just not in their nature. Plus, I don't know nicer people on earth than Filipinos. They, they are... <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent friendliest people going for crying out loud their english is amazing no they are they are fantastic i mean extremely hardworking, family oriented yep it's incredible yeah well bob this has been fascinating i appreciate your insights on this people want to find out more about you and your va services what should they do yeah just check me out on our website it's revaglobal.com so revaglobal.com we're also on LinkedIn. We're also on Facebook, of course. So check us out there. Send me an email if you have any questions, which is bob at rivaglobal.com. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of us. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Bob. It's been a pleasure. Appreciate having me. Thanks a lot, Dave. Everybody, take care, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.